Hey guys, welcome to 312 for you. Here for episode 9 is George Colavos and my co-host. Hey guys, Everett Haley here. Once again, today's episode is sponsored by Dairy Star. Located on 3472 West Savon in beautiful Lincolnwood, Dairy Star is currently open for curbside pickup as well as the normal outdoor seating. For the first time ever, you can now pay with credit and debit cards online for delicious treats like malt, snow blitzes, and their signature dip cones, and head down to the shop to pick up your order. All workers wear gloves, masks, and sanitize the workstation daily to make sure you're receiving your ice cream fix as safely as possible. As the weather starts to heat up, which it's hotter than ever before, go to Dairy Star yeah. to support local business and have a sweet treat. Yeah, and they don't know about your return. Hey, yeah. Uh, this Monday, I will be returning back to work at the Dairy Star. And we're looking to have our friend Justin Brown uh, from the Lane Tech basketball team on the show. He as well is joining uh, the Dairy Star squad. So maybe we can get a kind of a trio going for an episode, maybe, George. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the biggest news this week is probably Cam Newton to the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, that's what we, we told you guys on Tuesday that, you know, we're going to be talking about this. It's the big news in the NFL. Um, Cam signed a $1.75 million. Yeah, wait, one point. Yeah, 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 right. right. <laughs> $1.75 million contract, um, but only 550000 is guaranteed. So most of the money in that contract is through bonuses. Um, so Cam really is getting paid like a backup quarterback right now. Not even ever. I think he's he's getting paid like crap. Like he's less I'm, than that. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw this list that somebody posted that he's getting paid less than Jared Stidham, who's his backup, less than like Brian Hoyer and some other like crap quarterbacks around the league. So it's really like it's kind of disrespectful. I mean, he was out for like the past two years, but he's got he's got a show. Yeah, I think I think the Patriots knew what they were doing and waiting. Um, because let's say a month earlier they offered him a contract, Cam would not have accepted this, you know. He yeah. would have asked for more. But the longer they waited and the and teams, you know, didn't really show um interest or weren't really reaching out to him, at this point Cam really had to take that contract. So yeah, of I think, course. I think it was smart for the Patriots to wait it out and see. Um, just because in hindsight, do they really like, is Cam their future at QB? We don't know. They have Stidham, um, who we haven't seen yet, but I think it was a good move for them to wait so they could pick him up on a, on a short-term deal, um, with less money guaranteed. Yeah, that's, that's such a bargain deal. And they, and you're right. They are smart for waiting. They have a smart off front office and smart coaching and everything. We've known that for years. So yeah, it was a smart move by them now that I like. Really look back yeah. at it. Yeah. And Cam, as we know, he's coming off, um, I think he had shoulder surgery a few years ago, um, which I think he's healed from, and a foot injury that kind of lingered with him a lot of last year. And his big problem last year was really overthrowing receivers, which if you think about it, you know, that's not a, that's not a bad problem to have when you have a foot injury. You know, really, you know, for a quarterback setting your feet, is really big in accuracy and you know we know cam has a howitzer for an arm so once his foot you know it looks healed in the training videos you know we've seen him this offseason offseason he looks good i say once that foot is healed i think we can see um similar to the mvp cam we saw in what 2014 you think so 
I think MVP so. Cam? I think so. Maybe not MVP Cam, but you look at the guys that the Patriots have around him. Nikhil Harry coming off his rookie season, big outside threat. You got Ju- the always reliable Julian Edelman in the slot. You pick up Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons last year. And remember this name, Marquise Lee. Really good with the Jaguars a few years ago. He can make a lot of noise in the receiving core as well. So those are four guys that are very good uh, weapons for Cam. Who's their tight end? Do we know? Um, I have no idea who their tight end is. Let me look it up right now. I, I don't know. If Tom Brady couldn't succeed with that receiving core, how is, how is Cam no, Newton supposed but to? But I think it, it, it's, it's a different offense. I think they're going to be running. You know, Josh McDaniels made a living out of the just, you know, drop 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 five and throw it within two seconds right over the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. They're very – very, very short but consistent offense. I think what Cam brings to the table with his running ability, you can really spread the ball out more with those receivers, unlikely, unlike you could uh, do with Brady. So that really opens opens the passing game up, which eventually sets up the running game with Cam as well. Yeah, and they do have good running backs. I think they have like three starting caliber running backs, James White. Yeah. Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead. Yeah, so, Sony Michelle will probably be their future running back. Um, we've always seen with the Patriots how, you know, you know, it's, it's running back by committee. You know, it's never just going to be one guy. They're, when it comes to the run game, everyone's going to get their touches, which means everyone's going to come into the game at 100%, yeah. which I think will, will help Cam as well. So the, the Patriots will be a very interesting team next season. You know, as we know, their, their defense has stayed almost the same, and we knew how powerful their defense was if you had them on your fantasy team like I did last year. Uh, they helped you a lot, so hopefully they'll do the same this year. Yeah. So do you think do you think they're winning the AFC East? Um, I mean, I, I really think their their only competition is going to be Buffalo. Um, I don't see the Jets really competing at all. The Dolphins, you know, they drafted Tua, but I don't see them being contender right now. I do think I do think the Patriots get it done. Um. I'm gonna say they finished the season eleven and five. Whoa! So yeah, I I I take the Patriots from the AFCs. How about you? I, I I have Buffalo winning. They came off a great season last year and a good season before that. I think this is just their they're even they're on a upslope. They're gonna be hungry for better. sure. Yeah. I mean your your boy Josh Allen has really shown out and you know picking up Stephon Diggs. That's just another weapon for him. And their defense uh, is good. Another name to remember, Devin Singletary had a very good rookie mm-hmm. year last year. Watch out for him in the run game. So I think, you know, this is one of the really the first years of the AFC East is actually going to be a competition. You know, every other year, you know, you could put you could put your money down on the Patriots and you know you get a return. But this year is definitely going to be a different story. Yeah, I'm just not so sold on them. Like, I know that they're a great program. I can believe that, team. yeah. But eleven and five that you just mentioned, I don't, I don't see that. You know, it's it's hard, it's hard to stick with them without seeing Brady at QB. I know it's such a gamble because that just you think about just one player leaving, especially your quarterback, that really changes up your whole team's identity. But I think when you pick up a guy like Cam, who's who's, who's way more versatile, the past couple of years. Yeah, but that's because he's been hurt, dude. Like I think, I think once, I mean, his foot seems healthy. The shoulder is. The shoulder is good. I, th- I think I think this is going to be a really good year for him. All right. 
So moving on from the NFL, uh, let's go to the NBA. Players have reported to the bubble in Orlando and teams, um, teams filed in their final rosters for this year's uh, return to the NBA season. George, is there any, um, you know, signings or any players that, you know, are not coming to the, to the bubble that, that really caught your eye that you're interested in? The biggest one to me was Victor Oladipo, who... That's right, yeah, for the Pacers. He's, he won't be reporting. He's not reporting not because of corona, not because of activism or equality, but because he doesn't feel prepared. Which to me sounds I, I like I understand that. Which to me sounds like you've done nothing over quarantine these last. But you know months, what? He's which, he's coming. He's coming off that um, that ACL. And yeah, but he came back and he started playing right before that season ended. I don't know why you wouldn't want to finish it out with your guys when you have a chance now. Just go right into the That's playoffs. Right. They're the fourth seed, right? Yeah, they have a great team. They have a solid team all around, and then their best player, who they were probably so excited, they were making game plans night in and night out. For him to come back just doesn't want to return because he probably was being a lazy bum over quarantine. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, the, saying that you're not prepared. I think a lot of people, a lot of players aren't as prepared. But you're getting three weeks right now to prep with your team in the bubble. It's your life to play you've basketball. Known, How are you not prepared? You, yeah, and you know, and you've known that you were coming back for over a month now. Um, I don't know if this has to do with the injury. If like you know you you come back off your injury, you play, and then you sit out for a few months, and then you're right back into playing. If he's worried about injury, but I don't know. I feel like he could have worded that different. You know, just say you're scared of Corona. You know, you don't have to you don't have to give a wishy washy response like that. Yeah, so that is interesting. I didn't know that was his reason. Yeah, that was his reason. And pardon me if it's like if he is scared of Corona, for you scared of getting hurt, and I just. Like, shat on him. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, I mean, yeah, I would feel the same way. You know, your your leader, your best player says he isn't prepared when, you know, you got a lot of role guys, a lot of players like Sabonis who have really come into their own. They've worked hard this season. They've prepared, obviously, because they're ready to play. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that that's, that's so weird. I don't understand that. But, yeah. Oladipo is one of the guys who won't be returning. Um, two other guys on the Nets, DeAndre Jordan and I think Spencer Dinwiddie, said they are sitting out due to coronavirus. Yeah, but so is so is Kyrie and Katie. So they were they weren't going to win anything anyway. Oh, Kyrie's not playing. Kyrie said he wasn't playing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that really opens the door to I think the Wizards are the ninth seed right now. Yeah. So I would I would not be surprised. And is John Wall back? Do we know that yet? Uh, no, John Wall will not be returning. But Bradley Beal uh, will continue to drop 30 for the Wizards every night during quarantine. <laughs> so, yeah, with, with that, I think Washington moves up into the eighth seed. Um, with Philadelphia, I mean, yeah, with, with the Pacers um, being the fourth seed, I, I think they drop back. And that probably opens the door for Philly to move up as well. Um, because they're the fifth seed right now. So are we gonna see that Philly Miami series first? I round? hope so, dude. I I mean I talked about that in the beginning, and now it's looking like a reality. So I really hope we get to see yeah, that. You spoke I saw, into existence. Yeah, I saw a thing this morning that you know Jimmy Butler was up at three thirty a.m. Uh, this morning to get extra workout before a listen to this a ten a.m. team practice. That's a grind. See, 
completely different stories that we just talked about in two minutes. Exactly. One Victor Oladipo and one Jimmy Butler. But really, 3.30, you were up. You were getting seven hours of work. I don't know about that. And I mean, it's a grind. I showed respect up, it. I respect showed up, it. Got, shot the bar on for 30 minutes, and went back to bed just so he could get that storyline out. But I love Jimmy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, another, another interesting um, – Interesting move that I think the Bulls, I think the Bulls could come into the news. The Knicks waived uh, Alonzo Trier. Did they actually? Yeah, Iso Zoe <clears throat> is now no longer a player for the Knicks. Um, this guy was undrafted. Knicks picked him up off uh, as an undrafted free agent. Shined in the summer league. Came off the bench for them. Started some games. Got solid, solid minutes. Filled up the stat sheet. This is a guy who I think the Bulls can go after, sign him to a, a two, three-year contract. He's not going to be expensive, and let let him grow. Let him grow in your team because this is a guy we've seen he can score. We've seen he can play both sides of the ball. I think the Bulls should give give him a chance. He's a great player. He's a good player. He's a good scorer. I, I just don't know why would we sign a guard? We have. We're so guard heavy with like four point guards and Levine and. Okay, drop, drop, um, Dunn. I think Dunn's a bust. You know. Yeah, I, he's gone. Let me search up his contract. I'm sorry, it's not too guy, big. Archie I think it's Diacono, like seven million. I, I would take I would take Trier over Diakono every day. I think I think I think this could be a good signing for the Bulls. News, uh, Joe Kim Noah signed with the Clippers. Love to see Joe Kim. <laughs> He's such a league. bomb. Hey, man, you can, you cannot hate Joe Kim, bro. I, dude, what he did for the Bulls, his, you know, he, he's a guy I would love, you know, you love to have him on your team, but if you're playing against him, you know, you, you, you're going to want to fight him afterwards because yeah. he's not getting your face. I it think does, that, it does that's make a good sense, sign. though. If you have somebody like Montrez Harrell, Foul out, you get another guy off the bench who can play defense and switch off and meet somebody at the rim just like he does. Yeah. I have the same so sort can, of presence on defense and just keep their like mentality and and everything going. Yeah, very underrated in the pick and roll as well. So I think that's a good signing for the Clippers. Yeah. I can't find Chris. It is a good it is a good signing. Wait. Okay, hold up. The restricted free agent after after next year. So yeah, put sign him, throw him in the G League, then get rid of Dunn and Diakono. I think whoever gets Trier is gonna have I think they're gonna find a diamond in the rough, as as we've seen how we played with the Knicks. Maybe. What about what about the Diamond and J.R. Smith? That's right. J.R. Smith signed uh, a contract with the rest of the season for the Lakers as Avery Bradley uh, said he won't participate. This is a good signing for the Lakers, I think. You know, oh, he's a, he's a good player. He can shoot. Yeah, yeah. three-point shooting has not been the Lakers' forte this season. You get a guy in JR, the Henny God, he'll come off the bench, maybe even start sometimes. I don't know. Um, and he'll get you he'll get you 10 points a game for sure shooting. Mhm. I think it was a good I think it was a great signing by Everyone the everyone overlooks him just because of the one mistake he made. Yeah, everyone wants to bank him on that. Won. And you know, rightfully deserved. Uh, he did you know, he did mess up. He like, threw the whole time. series, basically, yeah. but I don't know. He's good. He can shoot. Yeah, good signing for the Lakers. He'll, he'll always fit a team with LeBron. I agree. Yeah. Who's that guy that 
was like always on LeBron's team, like from like before he went to the Heat. Like he was oh, I, I know who you're talking about. I don't know yeah. what his name is. <laughs> he never played, but he was. Yeah, he was always on LeBron's James always Jones. On James LeBron's Jones, team. I think. Yeah, James Jones. Always with LeBron. But he barely played. <laughs> Moving on from the NBA, um, not a lot of news in the NHL, but the two cities are for the, the two hub cities are looking like there will be Toronto and Edmonton. Um, I think this is good because. Both represent, you know, each division. Edmonton being in Western Canada, that a lot of the Western Conference teams, you know, that's not a far travel spot. And then Toronto for the East. Um, so you get two, you get two cities where both both divisions are are able to travel well. And you and the NHL also fills up two different time zones, which would be good for TV. George, how do you feel about this? Yeah, it makes sense. I agree with everything you said right now. I like it. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Canada being, you know, hockey is their... Hockey is their blood. Yeah, hockey is basically, you know, the U.S. We've got, you know, football. This is the... Basically, hockey is the number one thing in Canada. So all these all these facilities and hotels are they all going to be open. Yeah, you know, they've got it. I've also heard that they're going to be opening like certain restaurants where just NHL players are allowed to go and like clubs as well. So basically like if you're a hockey player right now, you're feeling pretty good on, in what hub city you're going to be in. Yeah. I would personally choose Toronto if I had the choice, but if you're going to have restaurants open to just you clubs open to just you, like, like that's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, also I forgot to mention um, if you look at Serge Ibaka's story, he posted a picture of the Corona ring that they got. It's pretty cool, dude. Like, really? To wear that ring. Yeah. Look at that right now. Yeah. I, th- I think it's on this story. You know what we didn't mention? What? The, um, the second hub now. They're having a second hub with the eight other teams. The Bulls and the, and the teams That's that weren't right. invited. Yeah. And it's in yeah. Chicago. Oh, it's in Ch- I did not hear about that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you're getting you're getting teams to finally play for something. I think personally that they should make the winner of this little tournament get the number one pick. But then, but then cool. you have Curry going crazy to get the number one pick. They're already gonna get the number one pick, even if they. Even I don't if they know. Didn't. They should give them something to play for, in my opinion. But the, I don't know, dude. Like, just with Corona in Chicago, do we really want this? No, not at all. I wouldn't want this, but we just have the facilities and everything. That's why they've chosen us. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, signing off in a bubble, mini training camps, games. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this is really where I think teams that bring a lot of their younger players. You know, I don't think, I don't think Curry would want to play with playing this or you're your big guys like Trey for the Hawks. I think this is mainly for your guys who are up and down in the G League or guys who come off the bench. Just give them some, some, some more playing time to, you know, just to work on their skills. Yeah, that makes sense too. I yeah, didn't look at it was, that way. Yeah, and I was thinking as well, like, um, you know, for for teams in the Orlando bubble who, let's say, you know, you lose your first three games and you're 
like seven games or eight games back of the eighth seat. Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. I think, I think a lot of teams might say, might just throw in the towel and be like, look, we don't have any chance in getting here. Um, let's rest our stars, you know, just to make sure they don't get injured and just let the young guys play to get them experience as well. So watch out for that. If you know, a team that you're, that you like, falling out they might just throw in a towel yeah I, w- I could see that all happening yeah so i think we covered the nba and nhl yeah. want to save let's save college sports for next week let's make a whole episode out of that because you got a lot of notes and we could find more okay let me let me just talk about this elite 11 stuff that'll be quick then we then we can do we can do more next week about it okay okay Moving on um, to college sports, something we really haven't covered. That this often, is just a little, like, I don't know, insight into next week's episode. Yeah, next week we're going to have a, a big college, uh, both basketball, but mainly football special. So this weekend, um, some of you guys might watch this on YouTube or seen it before. The Elite 11 camp happened in Nashville. This is where the best quarterback recruits come in to camp held by former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer and really just compete, you know, to see who is the best quarterback in their respective class. Past winners have been Spencer Rattler, Tua Tungavailoa, uh, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, these are household names, you know, so you know the guys coming into this are good. Um, local kid, J.J. McCarthy, um, had a solid performance. Uh, coaches were impressed how – you know, he really didn't have a bad, bad, uh, bad drill. He was very, very consistent. Uh, right now, I think he's the number one pro style QB in the class of 2021. Uh, he formally went to Nazareth, but after getting his ass kicked by Gabe's Mount Carmel Caravan, uh, he left to Florida to join IMG <laughs> Academy. Um, so yeah, he had a good. He had a good Elite 11 camp, but not as good as the number one recruit in the nation, Caleb Williams, uh, who came in as the number one dual threat quarterback. He lit up the show. Uh, Trent Dilfer basically said afterwards that 25% of him winning Elite 11 was his performance at the Elite 11 camp. The other 75% was, well, they just knew he was the real deal looking at the tape. You know, there's, there's not much else to see when you see this guy. Uh, last night, he committed to QBU. Um, or Clemson. University. Okay, George, you got to calm down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma University, Boomer Sooner. <laughs> committed there. Uh, he'll probably um, he'll sit behind last year's Elite 11 winner, Spencer Rattler. Um, so watch out for them. No, I shouldn't get too excited or because I'll spend another 20 minutes on OU, but... <laughs> Yep. George, I, I think you've seen the Elite Eleven before. Um, how do you feel about this competition? You know, I, I I think it's good. You get to people get to see these high school stars uh, before they go to the next level. What's your opinion on? Yeah, it? Yeah, I love it. I love that the coaches can see all these guys compete, and maybe you know you didn't get an offer from a school you wanted. Boom, they see you shine here. Maybe you'll pick it up. And even though half these guys are already committed and like going to OU or going to Michigan and. This and that. I think it's just good competition. You know what to expect from around you, and it just holds you to a higher standard. And me personally, just being around people who, who are better than you or as good as you just makes it's you want to perform better. better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
ending on college sports, uh, we'll start, we'll go off. We'll, we'll, sorry guys. We'll go into that again. Um, next weekend, um, this Tuesday, we'll have you with another review. Uh, we have a guy who's going D1 for soccer from the Chicagoland area. Went to Von Steuben. Not going to say his name. Going to save that for Tuesday. So, George, anything else? I got nothing. Thank you, guys. Yep, once again, thanks for listening. Uh, we've got a, got a new ending that we're going to preview. We sent it out yesterday. So, uh, George, cue the music. Will do. Little EJ on the beat, 312 for you. Y'all know who this is for, let's get it. 312, 312, bringing you the news. In the city, around the clock, we the ones to choose. Chicago sports, man, we ain't never, never lose. Twice a week, all you need, switching up the themes. Got you with the young stars, with the big dreams. Busted by George, he gon' hit you with the facts. Everett right there, he gon' spit him right back. This for all the fans, man, y'all ain't never laughed. Lil EJ coming out with the hottest track, man. Thanks for listening. 312 for you, Chicago Sports Podcast. Shout out Dairy Star, Tempo Cafe. Woo!